Johnson County residents can soon expect to see their notices of appraised value. Will it be up or down compared to last year? On this episode, hear about residential value trends and what they mean. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Teresa Freed, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. It's been a strange year for so many reasons. So has the pandemic had any effect on our property values here in Johnson County? To talk more about that, I have with me here the county appraiser. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Teresa. I appreciate the opportunity to speak. All right. Well, starting off, can you just uh, introduce yourselves to our listeners? Uh, my name is Bo Beauvais, the county appraiser for Johnson County, and I've been here for about a year and four months now and um, doing well and enjoying it. All right. Well, you came in, of course, at an interesting time, <laughs> for sure. Well, uh, you know, as I mentioned there, the, the notices of appraised value are going to be hitting the mailboxes this week. So can you talk a little bit about what that document is? Sure. Uh, we mail out a notice, uh, paper. It's about an eight and a half by 11 form. And on that form, it gives you your property number, your parcel number. It gives the values for 2020 and then the values for 2021. Uh, the important values for this notice are actually the 2021 because they are the ones that are now um, are effective as of this year, which is going to be utilized for property taxes. So. Okay, and those went out on March 1st? March 1, the residential ones were in the mail. Within the next couple of days, they should be at the doorsteps. Um, the new values, however, for 2021 are already on our website and are available as of this morning. So they already exist. If somebody wants to take a look prior to the actually receiving it, they're, they're able to do so. All right. And the big question, of course, is what are the trends this year? And I know you talked a little bit about this during the Board of County Commissioners meeting recently, but can you share this with our listeners as well? Absolutely. So um, unlike what many people thought the, uh, with the pandemic, a lot of people were talking last April and May that the values were going to be plummeting um, for residential properties. That actually did not happen. Uh, there actually was an increase of 4.46%, um, not a huge increase, but it was still a positive increase. And um, uh, we have gone through and analyzed that throughout the whole county. Uh, there are some areas that actually uh, did see a reduction, but they're very small areas. Um, basically, we saw 88% of the residential properties go up with about 62% of those in the 1% to 4.99% range. So we saw a lot smaller number of properties that went up double digits this year across the county than we have seen in previous years. And can you talk about where those areas are at where we will see the most increase? Um, the, the most increase, of course, in the very far, far northeast area. Uh, DeSoto saw some pretty significant increases and also uh, down by Edgerton, there are some, some areas in there. And then the rest of it would be just hit and miss subdivision by subdivisions that are unique. So. so what are some of the factors that go into those values? I, I know, you know, there's, there's a big focus on those. They're, they're really important for a lot of reasons, but can you tell me how those are determined? Well, we look at the key physical attributes of the property. So for land, it's the land size. It's going to be 
you know, what type of characteristics are associated with the land. In terms of the improvement, we're looking at square footage, we're looking at age of the structure, we're looking at uh, bedroom count, bathroom counts, um, you're looking at attached, detached garages, how large are the garages, are they one single, fan, single double, triple, um, those are the, some of the key factors that we look at. And then, of course, the quality of the construction that was used by that builder. And then another question we, we often get is, is how are you making those values? Um, is it based on, you know, eyes on structures or is it based on just historical data or, or how do you actually evaluate those things that you're talking about? Well, every property that sells, we physically inspect those. We also review 17% of all properties residentially every year. So after a six year cycle, we've reviewed every property at least once. Now that review could be on the ground, physically looking at it, or it could be using the aerials that we have that are very accurate and easy to view and see changes that have occurred to the physical structure of the, of the building. And then of course, permits is another factor that goes into play if they're doing a permit and then they're remodeling part of their house or they're making an addition. Uh, those are all key factors we look at in looking at what we need to, to consider in establishing the values. So I know a lot of people, myself included, took advantage of the low interest rates and refinanced. Um, and I was really surprised at how much more value there was in my home this year. Um, especially during these challenging times, are, are refinances, refinancing, uh, is that calculated in there as well, since they are doing some sort of uh, assessment of your, the value of your home? No, we actually, um, under, under, for appraisal methodology, we're looking at the sales comparison approach. So we're looking at the properties that actually sold and then extrapolating out the components or the variables that affected that sale and then utilizing those factors to adjust the values of the properties that didn't sell. So if you refinance, we don't take that into consideration. We're really looking at the sales that occurred. And I know we've talked about this in the past, but there are some you know, improvements that you can make on your house that it can actually um, cause the value of your home to go down. Is that right? Or you know, changes that you make to your, to your property or... Um, does it always go up when you, when you make improvements? Uh, the market will tell. I mean, uh, I like to use the, the, the swimming pool as a really good example. You can put a twenty dollars to $30,000 swimming pool in your backyard, but that doesn't mean your property is going to go up by twenty or 30000 The market will tell us how much of that value is actually added to the, the market sellable price. So a lot of times in a pool, it could be anywhere from four to $6,000 that it may actually increase the value of the home. But dollar for dollar improving your property doesn't do a dollar for dollar increasing your value. All right, gotcha. Well, I know um, there's lots of discussion and it's always ongoing about the affordability of actually living in Johnson County. And that's um, not something that you can, you can, necessarily help. So can you talk a little bit about how the process, um, there are some safeguards to ensure it's, it's fair and it's appropriate when you guys make your assessments? Sure. We have to follow the Kansas State sales ratio study. So when we're valuing a group of properties, 
we are looking for what we consider the median value of the homes that we're valuing in that group based on the sales. We then, when we finish our values, need to have those properties within 90 to, or 90 to 110% of that median value. So think of it like a bell curve. You have a bell curve and the middle is your median number. So we need to have all the properties 10% within 10% higher or 10% lower of that median number. No two properties are gonna come out exactly the same dollar per square foot because each property has its own uniqueness, either in land characteristics or in the actual physical structure or variables of their home. But we're looking for a grouping that makes the valuations fair and equitable within that particular area or that, or that market area. And I just wanted to get your opinion to uh, about the pandemic. Were you shocked at, at what you, you saw with, with the valuations and, and how has the pandemic impacted the way that your office has done its work? Um, I, I would say I was a little bit surprised um, because when April hit, May hit, and we were basically, you know, in uh, very limited access for people moving around and getting around and doing things, um, nobody knew what was gonna happen. Nobody knew the long-term effects of, of what COVID-19 was going to mean to the economy as a whole, not just in the residential market, but as a whole. However, if you look at the, the history of the sales, our sales were down during those April, May, and part of March. But when July hit, August, September through December, our, our sales actually increased significantly above the sales for those same months in the year 2020 or in 2019 and in 2018. So even though we had that downward feeling of the market was gonna go south, it never really did go south. It just dipped and then came back and came back fairly strong. We ended up with 18,000 sales questionnaires or transactions that occurred over this last year. That's the highest in a 10 month and 10 year cycle that we've seen. So what I thought was going to happen and what a lot of people thought was going to happen really didn't happen. We had growth. Now, granted, it wasn't as much growth as we've seen the last, you know, three or four years in the six, five and a half, six, six and a half percent range, but 4.46% is still a, a sound increase. It's not huge, but it's still solid growth that did occur. Can you talk about, because this is always a an issue of confusion about property taxes versus the appraised value. Valuation, appraised value is what we set as the market value. From that value residentially, we let's say it's a let's say a one hundred thousand dollar property value. We only put on eleven point one percent of that is what is calculated becomes the assessed value. So that's only going to be eleven thousand one hundred dollars. That assessed value is what's used to determine the taxes that are going to be applied. Now, it's like a teeter-totter. So when the values go up, in theory, if nothing changes in government, they change nothing in terms of their budget, change nothing in terms of their expenses, then the rate would go down, the mill levy would go down, and the taxes would be the same. So what happens though is, is ours goes up, 
a lot of times there's new projects or um, or a new requirement of from the state by legislature of things that the, the county has to do or that city. And so their tax rate may go up, but it won't go up that drastically if the value goes up a significant amount. So it's kind of think of it as a teeter-totter. It's a balancing concept as it relates to what one does. The other one adjusts accordingly. But in many cases, even though our values go up to meet the law, there are a lot of times the taxes will go up too. But think of it this way. The taxes could have gone up even more if the tax, if that value hadn't gone up and basically conf confined the amount that would have to go up to cover the services. Well, another important note is um, people may disagree with, with the values they, that they have. And so how do they go about appealing um, what, what they're seeing? Well, on the back side of their notice is an appeal form or at the bottom of it, depending what they got. They can fill that out and then add any additional documentation to it. And they can either mail that in to us. Um, they can also online on our webpage actually electronically file an appeal and attach a document like you would on a Word document to it and send it to us electronically. And then we will then get it in our office that same time frame. The third option we added this year is you could, the public has always been able to bring in and hand us documentation. But with COVID and for efficiency purposes, we've actually now added a mailbox out front in the loading dock area, which is when you're coming in the main entrance off of Sunset, you turn left, you'll go down and it'll be on the Right-hand side, there will be a, an actual mailbox that you would see similar to a post office mailbox. And you can drop your information in there. It's locked and secured. And then my staff goes out periodically every day, picks up whatever's in there, brings it into the office, and then we'll actually uh, put your information with your appeal form. All right. And you guys are, are very reasonable people. And uh, sometimes those valuations get changed or adjusted based on the information that's submitted. Can you talk about that? Sure. So over the last three years, I've looked back at the history of it. We've historically reduced 50% of the residential appeals that have come in because in mass appraisal, which is what we do, there will be some statistical anomalies that affect the overall final number. So the appeal process is for us to correct anything on record that we have incorrect so we can then calculate a, the right number or the best number. And so that happens. And that's an important part of it is the property owners have a right to do that, to come in. And, but, you know, we're holding pretty close to that 50% every year, which is what I expect as a, as, a, as a county appraiser to happen is those who do feel they have problems or issues with theirs they should be coming in and having us review it, make sure our information is correct. All right, good information. You know, I love going to your, your website because there's just tons of good information as a property owner on, um, you know, things that you can very easily access. And you guys have made some great improvements over the recent years to make uh, even more information available electronically so that people don't have to go in and submit a request to, to see this or that. Um, can you talk about some of those great features on the website and where people go to get that information? Sure. So if they log in at jocogov.org, 
and go to the upper right-hand corner, there's a list of, no, of names. One of them is departments. So if you click on that, you actually can then get the individual websites for every department within the county. And of course, the appraisers in that group. So they can just click on the appraiser one, and they're going to then get our main screen. And from that screen, there's a whole list of options down the left-hand side. They're all in green. They can click on those if they're looking for forms or they're looking for information. They can look down that list. If they're looking to for specific data as it relates to the values that we just did, they go to the bottom of that page and there's a number of reports down there that they're able to look at as it relates to our property. Then on our right-hand side, we just have other general information. And also there's a picture of the new mailbox for, for dropping off your appeal information as well to give somebody more clarity as to where to find it. So it's a pretty easy one-step, two-step, three-step click process to get information from our office. And you guys even have a really great explainer video there on that, that first page too, to, to yes. let people know how appraisals work. If, if you didn't get enough information on this episode here today. Yeah. So um, yeah, great information. And we'll of course have a link to uh, that website in the show notes of this episode. Well, any other uh, additional information you'd like to share with our listeners about appraisals? Actually I would. So on the appeal process, we actually have a um, couple of ways in which you can, when you file your appeal, you can either file an appeal for an in-person hearing if you like to meet with the appraiser for your, that immediate area, or you can file for what we call a heard on the record appeal, which means you turn everything in, we review it all in detail, and then we send back a, an answer as to what our position is. And the other one is, of course, the phone call, which is very popular, where they would want a meeting, but instead of coming down to our location, they want to just do it over the telephone. So they can do that, and we are going to be doing two or three nights a week. Um, we have canceled our Saturday um, meetings because the last couple of years, the numbers have gone down, and actually it's costing us more money to have people here when people aren't showing up or not available. And so uh, because that number has been going down, that indicates to me that there's a less interest on the Saturday so we're just going to cancel that, but we have the evenings as available to make up for it. Because we do know some people want to talk and can't talk at work. So the, the evenings, they can set one up and we'll be glad to talk with them then, or they can come in if they'd like to. All right. So bottom line, uh, keep an eye out for your, your value, um, your notice of appraised value in your mailbox this week. And if you have any questions about it or concerns about it, you can always go to the website to learn more. Uh, about that, that process of appealing. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. A lot of great information I think will be useful for our listeners. Well, you're welcome, Teresa. Thank you. And public, if you have questions, please, by all means, contact us. You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JokoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogov.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.